What's up, everyone? This is Jackie, and you're listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. As a warning, this podcast contains spoilers for The Legend of Korra. Hello. Welcome to Let's Talk Avatar. (laughs) Off to a great start. Okay, how should we introduce you? Um, like, hey, remember that one time this girl came on our podcast? This is her again. Wait, I was on your guys' podcast before? Yeah, we talked about, uh, I think it was Boiling Rock, part one great, and two. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Great episodes. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, my name is Jackie, and I guess I've been on this podcast before. <laughs> I am officially taking over as co-host with Rachel, so um, bye, yes. Isaac. You've been replaced. Bye, Isaac. See you later. Um, <laughs> I don't know how entertaining I'm going to be. Um... But I'm happy to be on the podcast and talk about Avatar. Uh, I'm a huge fan. It's one of the things that made us friends, I think, actually, was Avatar. Yeah. We could talk about Avatar forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my first tattoo was Avatar-related. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I love Avatar. So, unfortunately, we're starting with an episode that... <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> I hate kid characters, and we start with an episode where the whole yes. episode, I was like, no, why does this have to be the episode I started with? Because I'm going to sound cranky the whole time. <laughs> As soon as the, it started and I just see the airbending kids, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I know where this is going. It's, maybe it's really entertaining as a kid, but when you're old like me, I'm really old, guys, it's annoying. I love kids in real life. Kids in real life are fun. Kids as the main <laughs> character of an act. <laughs> this is also going to be a podcast where we laugh a lot for no reason. Um <laughs> And it's all staying in. I'm not editing any of it out. And, and the yes. coughing. The coughing's staying in. The coughing's staying in. We're just real. <laughs> this is why we can't do live broadcasts. Um, what the heck was I saying? Oh, kid characters. This was one of my problems with the original... Well, not one of my problems with the original Avatar. Let me back up. The cast was kids, and they acted like kids, but because Aang was the youngest one at 12... He was also one of the most mature because of his culture and what he'd been through. So it wasn't aggravating. Mm -hmm. Like he was mature and like well beyond his age, but he still did things that a 12 year old would do. And it's the same thing with like Katara and Sokka and Toph and everyone else. But with these kids, they haven't been through what the other kids in the original Avatar went through. Yeah. So I think it comes across as if you took truly just took kids and threw them out. Hey, go save the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I was comparing Avatar The Last Airbender to this episode of Legend of Korra because they are kids. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, the thing is, is you have the dynamic of Katara and Sokka as siblings, and I felt like their fights made sense. Yeah, definitely. And the fights that these kids have, I mean, it makes sense for how old they are, but it's just annoying. Like, I don't want to watch the whole episode of these kids fighting. That's all know? they did was they fought over everything. And then all at the end of, of it, they're like... Oh, well, the moral of the story is even though we fought, we still came together and it worked out somehow. If we didn't fight, we would have never found Korra. It's like, yeah, what what? is the lesson here? (laughs) Like, fight with each other? Is that what you're trying to say then? We probably should be talking about the episode in chronological order, but going back to them fighting. (laughs) It really actually annoyed me that, like you said, that the whole episode they fought and they fought, they were fighting to the very end. And it was, I don't get it. Like, it was resolved just because they found Korra. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess, you know, we never would have found Korra if you hadn't pissed me off to the point where I ran away. Like, 
yeah, and then you got captured, and then while you were captured, you weren't concerned at all, which is very unrealistic. I'm sorry. I'm just, that really bothered me. When you're that young, I don't care if you're an airbender. That doesn't make, that doesn't somehow give you a pass to not be terrified over the fact two grown men have you tied up. And if you can escape, just escape. But no, she's so clever and mature and smart yeah. that she was able to just come up with this genius plan of tricking them. And what? what? I don't... Yeah. And these grown men just happen to be like the very stupidest... gullible, yeah. stupid men. Like, you just found the most gullible, stupid men in the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And they just happen to have a map where right in the middle is the swamp. And she's like, that's where Korra is. Yeah, don't go to the swamp. Hmm, thanks, exposition. That's That's probably where I should go. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, this episode was just... I was happy it happened just because we're finally getting Korra back. Yeah. And that's the part... I, You know, you only spend, like, what, five minutes of the episode focusing on Korra and Toph and their situation, and the rest is the kids. And you're like, okay, I don't really care about the airbending kids. I've said this before. Airbenders bore me. They do. I'm sorry. Isaac hates it when I say that. But, I mean, airbenders really, to me, they're, like, my least favorite element. Well, and I think you look back on... The entire first Avatar, there was only one airbender. So all we had to judge airbenders on was Aang and then whatever happened in his flashbacks. And it was nice because yeah. we only had that one airbender and you wanted to see the airbending he was uh, doing. Yeah, absolutely. Then with this season, now all the airbenders are coming back. And it's, I don't think that airbending culture itself is boring or that airbending as an element's boring. I think these characters are just boring. Yeah. And a lot of it so has too. to do with the fact that they're kids. Because mm-hmm. it's just... Even when I was a kid, I didn't like kids that acted stupid, I guess. Or, you know, I don't know. I have to remind myself that I'm too old sometimes to see it from the position of... Well, like, like Milo's fart bending. It was funny the first time it happened, especially because, like, we always made jokes of, you know, fart benders. You know, that's always been a joke. And everyone that's watched Avatar has made that joke. But then when it had to happen again, it was like, this is just stupid. It's just overdone. Like, I think that's the thing, too, is I, like... Rewatching because hello since I'm coming onto this podcast I obviously had to start from the beginning and, and of this book to catch up and there was some moments that truly made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. they can write great comedy just like we've seen in previous seasons but never with kids and I yeah. it just wasn't funny it was aggravating and annoying and and like you said we see you know Toph and Katara Katara true <laughs> uh, you, they are like siblings yeah you know, you know uh, Toph and Korra for all of five minutes and the rest of the time is on these characters that are not important. Mm-hmm. I the, You have such a short amount of time to tell the story because it's like, what, 12 episodes, I think? I don't even remember how many episodes I it is. But it's not a lot of time. And the previous episodes leading up to this were so good mm-hmm. and fo- were so plot-focused and character-focused. And then you come into this, and well, and also, too, like, suddenly Korra's able to heal herself and all this other stuff that happens very quickly. When we could have, instead of spending the time with those kids... We could have spent it with Toph and Korra yeah. and saw what was going inside Korra's mind a little bit more in depth, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just, the, also, the airbending kids, the thing with them, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I'm just, I got over a cold, so if you hear me doing that, that's what it is. <laughs> um, the thing with the airbending kids is they make them seem more mature than, it's like you're saying, they're not acting their age. No kid would act that way, even if you do have these superhuman abilities you can bend and do all this crazy stuff you're still a kid exactly you're still gonna react like a kid and the thing with like Iki is she's like oh I don't really care like I got captured but I can escape at any time and Milo is always acting like he's the boss you know 
And then Janora is the only one that I can stand to an extent, but even her, it's just annoying because she's like Jesus in this series. She really you know? is. Like, yeah, she's so OP. She in every season she somehow does something to save Cora. Yeah, and you're like, she's Why? truly the main character she here. Is. She is the Messiah Janora of the show. Is the MVP of Legend of Cora. Period. The true MVP. Just her capabilities at like even nine years old. Crazy. So and it's. Okay, this is off topic and probably I just delete from the podcast, but I don't remember. Has that always been an airbender thing that they were that spiritually connected? Or is it because she's a descendant of an avatar? Because she's more spiritually connected than anyone. anyone. Any, even Aang. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea because I didn't see it till her. Because even Aang, we see him meditating like you would any airbender, but she is like. So spiritually in tune that she literally saves the world every single season. Every single season, yeah. So I have no idea. And she's still like, she's already like an airbending master and... Yeah, it's insane how powerful she is and in tune with the spiritual realm. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing that is It's fascinating. It's cool. But it's also like, oh, it doesn't really add up. You know? (laughs) Is it supposed to be like... In comparison to how Korra really kind of isn't. Because even after all that Korra's been through, that's one thing I will say about Korra. This is, okay, see, once again, it's going to sound like I'm the cranky old person of the podcast. But my my biggest concern with Korra as a complete series is that she goes through development each book, but it feels like it resets a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will say the only thing it didn't reset was the fact that she slowly started to become more spiritual. But... Even then, she's not anywhere near as spiritual as previous avatars. So I'm just wondering if maybe that is the reason why Janora is so... Just to add, a, like, a contrast. Maybe. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I I had no problems today. And then it's like, now I can't stop having to clear my throat. It's because we started recording. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how it always works. I have no idea. <laughs> Janora's just the add-on to Korra. You know, yeah. literally, that's that's how it is. That's the way they make it be. Maybe it is because of the contrast. Because Korra really isn't spiritually in tune. Like you said, every season she gets a little more and more spiritually in tune. But compared to the past avatars and even other people, even Iroh is more spiritual yeah. than her. Well, and he's Iroh, a firebender, yeah. you know? Iroh was a great... This is so off topic. This isn't even about the episode. Iroh is such a great character because he represented that ability to to change. Because, yeah, he's a firebender. He shouldn't naturally be as spiritually inclined as, like, an airbender. But after all that he went through and that great internal change that he had, he became more spiritually in tune. And I think that's a good lesson for a lot of people that kind of with that age and maturity, you're going to find that spirituality that maybe you don't have. Yeah. But... Um, what else happened in this fucking episode? I, <laughs> I took notes, too. I should go look at them. Um, I did not take notes because Chloe had my phone and I usually take notes on my phone, but I sat through it and I was like, is there anything to take notes on? Like, not really. This yeah. is the thing with, I love going episode by episode because you do get these deeper episodes that you can really dissect and dive into, and I like to spend the time on it, but then you have episodes like this where it's, I just feel like it's filler. It's just like, yeah. oh, we need to find Cora. Let's just send the kids on a little trip and they'll find her. Yeah, because at the end and of the day, like, they could have, this episode could have been the five minutes that <laughs> Cora and Can we acknowledge the fact that it took them just one day yeah, that no, we saw? No one can find Cora. They've searched for six months and they can't, well, not six months. She's been missing for six years months. Years, too. Yeah, like, no been, one's seen her for years. Yeah. And then now suddenly, oh, 
because of the kids fighting. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you find her. Your mom packed all this food for you. But you don't even need it because you found her within a day. And you really did not go through any trials and tribulations to find her. You got sucked into the swamp. And then all of a sudden, Cora, like, lit up the tree. And Dora's like, I know where she's at. It's like Raven. Her visions. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I found her. And then I still want to make an edit of that now. (laughs) Within like literally a minute, they're already at that tree. And I'm like, how? How? Obviously the vines were there to pull them to the tree to show, you know, the the spiritual. They knew that they were looking for Cora. Because everything's so spiritually connected. Yeah. Which that makes sense. I get that. But the way that they made it come about. Oh, it was (laughs) you. I think watching it as an adult, like you were saying, is what makes it hard because you look at it in a more realistic way. And I'm just one of those very skeptical kind of people when I watch that stuff. Like me and Blake will be watching a movie and I'll make a comment and he's like, I don't think anyone else but you is mentioning this kind of stuff. (laughs) Because I remember plot stuff like when you watch a show and they have a sister, like someone has a sister and then all of a sudden they don't. Or the characters change. That stuff, like I pay attention to it. So... When stuff doesn't add up, it bothers me. Yeah. But I feel like I've been like that since I was a kid. I've just always been like over analytical of that stuff. So yeah, and even as a kid, I didn't like kid characters very much. So that definitely plays into it. And also because I am so much older, and I watched. Okay, to be fair, the last time I watched this season was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I was already an adult. I was an adult when Cora came out. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. I was in high school when Avatar was airing, so I was already, I guess, too old in a way. But. That doesn't change the fact that you can, like, again, going back to the original Avatar, you can write really great kid characters, mm-hmm. and I just think they didn't do that right with the Airbender kids. I think because they're not, even though Janor is so involved, I feel like the others aren't, and so they just really didn't put any effort into writing them. Yeah, that's a good point. But the thing is, too, is season four, season three and four really involves them, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're in true. every season, so you would think that they would at least write them a little better. But that's the thing with Avatar writers, I feel like, is it's either hit or miss, you know? Because you do have some such, like, such great episodes where you're just like, wow, this was phenomenal. And then you have episodes like this and, like, The Sting. I think that was, like, season two or whatever. And you're just like, what? What is this? Flashbacks, you reminded me that exists. (laughs) Yeah, and I think the previ- the three episodes to start this season are so good. Yeah. Like, they're so... I mean, there's some stuff now that I'm a little older, and I've seen the seasons a couple of times, that I'm kind of like, okay, the writing, especially around Kuvira. Kuvira's a great villain. The more we'll watch this, the more I'll go into how much I love her, and I, I love Zelda Williams as her fantastic yes, casting phenomenal. choice. phenomenal. But the dialogue around her from all the other characters of either she's saving the world, or no, she's the Earth Hitler there's no nuance to the conversation when in the previous season it felt like there was more the way they handled the ideology was a little better. Yeah. Um, that's the, been the only issue I've had this entire season until this episode. And now I'm like, okay, you just derailed everything good that you had going yeah. on. Yeah. So, but moral of the story is we don't like kid episodes apparently. We just don't like, we just don't want to see kids. We, we don't want to see We have so many great characters. Bad kids. Yeah. We have so many great characters already in this show that we just don't care i guess for me with this episode what i would have loved to see is just cora 
overcoming her stuff because we're only getting little glimpses of that in each episode and it's like man she's finally overcoming the fear and the struggle she's been having and all of a sudden it's over in two minutes because we focused on the kids of the show you know like I wish there was more to see in that aspect of her because obviously Cora is the main character and you have you know Cora's this character the more I watch the more I feel like I understand her because when I first watched it, I'm like, she's so annoying. She annoys me. You know, like, there's certain things she does where I'm like, yeah. get over it or stop. Like, the more I watch it, the more I have sympathy for her, I guess. Yeah. And in this season specifically, you feel for her because she really has gone through so much. And in this episode, you see her fighting with not only the idea of Zaheer, but Amon and Unalak and that whole thing. And so you're you want her to overcome it. But... You want to see her, you want the satisfaction of watching her overcome it. Absolutely. And there was no satisfaction. Mm-hmm. She just bends it out of her. When Toph tried to do it and it, she couldn't do it, she couldn't handle it, all of a sudden she can do it for herself. Like, yeah, well, like just out of nowhere. Because I like the idea that she can do it for herself because she should, because it's her trauma. Yes. That's I what agree. it represents. And I think that I want to give the writers credit that I think they handled, because really what it is is PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I think they handled that really, really well for a kid's show. But yeah, she should be the one to handle it. But like you said, it just suddenly she can. And she like touched the root of the tree and then, and then she boom, can do that's it. all it took. Yeah. But that's been an issue with Avatar the whole time. Like, not I, again, I love Avatar, but like, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> this is the very um, <laughs> pessimistic Avatar podcast <laughs> where we just talk about what we hate and then why we love Avatar. <laughs> I promise the next episode I'll sound happier. Um,. Unless it has the kids in it. No. Unless yeah, if it has the kids in it, never mind. We're done. Because um, if you go back, and understandable too that if you go back to the first season of Korra, and we could even go back to Avatar, but we'll just focus on Korra right now. Um, I understand that they were originally only supposed to have one season, so they had that written, and then they suddenly got a second one, so then they had that written. That's why all the seasons feel a little disconnected or a little disjointed. But you can see in that first season when she loses her bending how easy it was for her to get her bending back it happened in all of two seconds and I don't get me wrong I love that scene I love Aang coming coming and telling her um (laughs) it's when we're at our lowest point that we're open to the greatest change one of the most iconic lines ever in the history of cartoons right everyone remembers that but it was quick it happened so fast and that's how it's always been with this franchise is things get resolved in a blink And they really shouldn't have done that with this particular theme of dealing with PTSD because in reality, you don't just get over it. Mm -hmm. You don't get over it because you touch the root of a tree because suddenly now some epiphany has happened and now you can get rid of the trauma. And like you said, if they would have just focused on that battle that she had instead of the kids, this would have been a 10 out of 10 episode probably. And of course, it's... not to discredit Toph. Like, I like the fact that she met up with Toph. It was great fan service for us as fans because it's Toph. How cool to see her again. But also because you do need that external help a lot of times to get over trauma, even though in the end it is your own strength that helps you get through it. But the kids didn't weren't part of that at all. So it just felt like a waste. Yeah. So that's one of my complaints with Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I, to add to that too, I guess... Like you're saying, with Avatar, things happen in a blink of an eye. All of a sudden, everything's fixed. But with this season, we've had three episodes where you're watching her struggle. So you've you've had that going on. And so when all of a sudden it's over, you're like, well, why did we leave three episodes up to it to show everything she's going through if she was just going to heal herself in two seconds? You know? Yeah, that's a good point because 
I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective, but definitely the first three episodes, what little we see of Korra is glimpses of how she's still struggling, not how she's overcoming anything. Yeah. She still has that bottle, battle going on on the inside. And that, I guess originally when I was watching it, I was thinking that it was showing us, it was, you know, showing us, <laughs> can't talk today, her slowly overcoming that stuff. But really that's not what was happening. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point. And then for it to just be over when that could have been the whole focus of this episode. Maybe it would, I guess it would have been boring though. Maybe for some people, I would have loved it personally, but maybe for some people watching the show, I don't know. I guess if you guys loved this episode, tell us why we're wrong. Like, yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah, exactly. I would love to hear what <clears throat> makes this episode so good. Um, I agree. I always love to hear other people's perspective too, because maybe there's something we're not seeing. Although we both are like, <laughs> this episode is just too much. Oh my gosh. The or not enough. It's, That's what it's it is. not enough. Yeah. Too much of the wrong thing, not enough yeah. of the right things. A little bit of the kids, I wouldn't have mind, honestly. Yeah. Like, kids here and there would not have mind. But I just felt unsatisfied. And now we're going to move forward and Cora's all of a sudden fine. Like, she can enter the Avatar state now. Like, not to say she's fine, because obviously that's something I feel like you're always going to struggle with when that kind of stuff happens. Yeah. But she can now, she has all of her abilities back. Yeah, she can suddenly enter the Avatar state again. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> the first season. <laughs> yeah. It went full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Here we are again. Oh my gosh. What else happened in this episode? That was that it? Did no, any other it. did anything else go on? You I guess Hang on, with the kids. There had to be something good in this episode. I know, I'm like, wait, what did happen? If not, if we lose it, we'll just be like, hey guys, um, this is going to be the quickest Avatar update. We We hated this episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar and on Facebook at Non-Essential Media. We appreciate your support and we will see you next episode.